Hello, friends. It's good to be with you this second week of Lent. Lent is a season when we slow down to be with Jesus in the wilderness. And we trust that our journey through the wilderness with Jesus will form us in good ways and prepare us for what is ahead as we approach the cross and on the other side of the cross, the empty tomb. You know, when Jesus was in the wilderness, he came face to face with his enemy, the devil, who tempted him. You can read about this in Luke 4. The wilderness is also often where we find ourselves face to face with our enemies. Have you noticed that the scriptures are full of the mention of enemies? Just read the Psalms. So many of them are desperate prayers pleading for protection from enemies and calling out for justice against enemies. Have you noticed that Jesus never denies the reality of enemies? Enemies are real. And they come in many forms. An enemy could be a person who has harmed you or seeks to harm you, but could also be a systemic injustice that you're up against. Your enemy might be a lie that you fall into the trap of believing, a false narrative about yourself or about another person or even about God. Or maybe your enemy is illness or addiction or depression or straight out fear. It's important to remember, as Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, that ultimately our enemies are not flesh and blood, but the powers of this world's darkness and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In his book on the Psalms, W. David O. Taylor says this, The purpose of enemy language in the Psalms is to remind us that the violent and sinful ways of human beings, including our own violent sinful ways, need to be named so that God can step in and do something about it. Here's what I think Taylor is saying. I think he's saying our enemies are far too big for us to handle. We need God to deal with them. We need God to defend us. We need God to vindicate us. And when we can name our enemies before God in prayer, this is a good thing because then we can actually do the work of releasing them to him. Releasing our enemies to God's wisdom, God's power, and God's perfect justice. And isn't that what Jesus asks us to do when he commands us to love our enemies and to pray for them? Here's a question. Can we do both of those things? Can we express before God the full anger, maybe even the hatred we find hiding in our hearts toward our enemies and love them? Are those two things mutually exclusive? Well, if we're going by the logic of our fallen world, then yes, they are probably mutually exclusive. But if we embrace a different logic, the logic of the kingdom, then I don't think they're mutually exclusive. As Taylor says, we name our enemies and we love them. We expose them and we release them. We rebuke them and we serve them. Today's passage is from Psalm 27. The psalmist is in danger. He's being pursued by enemies. 
as you listen. What can you learn about what it looks like to talk honestly to God about your enemies? In all of the psalmist's anger and fear, do you notice any glimpses of hope? Where do you see evidence of the psalmist's confidence in God? Psalm 27, verses 11 through 14. O Lord, show me your way. Shine your light brightly on this path and make it level for me. For my enemies are lurking in the recesses and ravines along the way. They are watching, hoping to seize me. Do not release me to their desires or surrender me to their will. Liars are standing against me, breathing out cruel lies, hoping that I will die. I will move past my enemies with this one sure hope, that with my own eyes I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Please answer me. Don't give up. Wait for the Lord in expectation and be strong. Again, wait for the Lord. This past week, I've been praying for an American missionary who's been driving supplies across the Polish border into Ukraine uh, to a a, a place uh, where people are being fed, including uh, refugees uh, coming from cities in the eastern Ukraine that are being attacked and bombed. His stories are hard, but they are hopeful. And it reports that Jesus is working powerfully in the Ukraine. In one of his email updates, he writes this. He says, Psalm 27 has been a huge encouragement to me. It takes on a whole new depth being here. As we close, I want to invite us to place ourselves in the shoes of those who are standing in harm's path. Perhaps they are people who are fleeing as refugees. Perhaps they are people who are entering um, as helpers. Can we join them in praying this ancient psalm, a psalm that they themselves may be praying? Can we pray for those who might not have the strength to pray? Can we stand in the gap with faith on their behalf? Would you pray in your heart, this psalm with me on their behalf. O Lord, show me your way. Shine your light brightly on this path and make it level for me. For my enemies are lurking in the recesses and ravines along the way. They are watching, hoping to seize me. Do not release me to their desires or surrender me to their will. Liars are standing against me, breathing out cruel lies, hoping that I will die. I will move past my enemies with this one sure hope that with my own eyes I will see the goodness of the Lord 
in the land of the living. Please answer me. Don't give up. Wait for the Lord in expectation and be strong. Again, wait for the Lord.